0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kiran Mack. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Now let's just jump into today's top stories. well hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat daily show today is Wednesday the 21st of september 2022. now before we get into today's show I just want to address the lack of shows and the direction of the show in the forthcoming future now as many people have noticed uh, the show has not been as predominantly on the air as we would like it to be there's been a number of reasons behind that of course the first being uh we have an ailing uh, sick family member who we've been taking care of uh, over the a couple of weeks my wife has also been in hospital so I've been limited in the time that I've been able to create shows for you guys. We also have had an issue that the news cycle itself has been rather boring and I'm not a person who wants to make podcasts for the sake of making podcasts. If I do something I want to do it because the news is worthy. Now for many people who don't know this this channel was created well over a year and a half ago kind of in response to my frustration living in Thailand during the COVID period. I found that the information that was being put out on the internet was always very misleading in relation to vaccines here in Thailand, traveling to and from Thailand, and generally what was going on during COVID. And I put together this channel in the hope that I could bring people factual news in relation to that and our following really did come from that over that year. The government of course were the uh, best thing to happen to any news channel because they just kept giving story after story each and every week in terms of the reopening of the country and other things like that. Now we did gain a great amount of listeners through that and pretty much what's happened is as of July 1 when the country reopened the news cycle became kind of quite dull I guess in relation to what was going on here in Thailand and I don't think as many people are interested in the daily news here as maybe they were during the COVID time. I think people's lives have returned back to normal. People are probably spending more time out and about rather than at home. You know when people were cocooning or in lockdowns and things like this where they had time to listen to different channels such as my own and other channels like the Tiger, the Phuket News and other things like this. So that really was where the channel was born from. And it's kind of become difficult with the news cycle to bring you really good content because as I said, I don't want to make news for the sake of making news. So that has led me to where is this channel going? What is the future of the Thai Expat Daily Show? Now, a couple of things sprang to mind. The first, of course, was that, you know, give it up. Maybe, you know, the views, you've kind of reached your limit of where this channel could go. And, you know, honestly, I thought a couple of weeks, maybe that was the way forward. But then I kind of thought, no, there's got to be, you know, more to just telling the news on the Thai expat daily show and I kind of thought to myself if I was an expat living in Thailand or somebody outside of Thailand wanting to come to Thailand what is the news what information would be valuable to me what would drive me to watching a different channel on YouTube etc so I kind of been thinking about that over the last couple of weeks and I have a number of ideas now that I really think would be great for this show and things which will hopefully bring more subscribers back to the channel and increase the view count of course which is the most important important, one of the most important things too, you know, if we're making content, we want as many people to listen to it or see it as possible. Now, the one thing this channel will never become is a travel blog, so you can get that out of the way. But I do think there is a lot of scope for things such as, you know, the cost of living for expats here in Thailand, the cost of, you know, a family holiday here in Thailand, how much you should budget for visas, how to stay here long term, and how to do that legally, how to buy property here in Thailand, and how to do it legally. Because there's a lot of channels that will tell you how to buy property, but a lot of it isn't legal or it's a little bit shady. So these are the kind of things I think our channel can you know, go into in the future. So yes, this is what I've been thinking, this is what I've been kind of going through over the last couple of weeks. So bear with me for the next couple of weeks. We still will have a couple of shows each week, but while we're doing that, we are going to be putting together a new show for you guys. It's going to bring you more in terms of video, more in terms of uh, quality of content, and more interesting topics for you guys to get involved with. And hopefully with that, we'll be able to kind of relaunch the Thai Expat Daily Show with a new feel to it, and kind of uh, bringing you different stuff that I think is very much warranted and wanted by people out there. Now that I've said all that and, you know, that's, you've kind of got an idea of where this show and the direction is, I hope you will join us on that journey. Now with that, it's time to bring you the latest breaking stories for today. Anatan slams call to relist cannabis as narcotic plant. Public Health Minister Anatan Sharvakul on Monday slammed the proposal to relift some parts of the cannabis plant as a narcotic, saying there is no evidence of improper use of can- cannabis under existing laws as claimed by the policy's critics. He made the comment in response to a petition on change.org signed by 1,363 doctors which called on the government to scrap the policy decriminalising cannabis use and possession, citing the lack of controls to prevent its recreational use and abuse by children and minors. Instead, Mr. Anatan said the ministry is willing to explain any concern expressed by the group. The minister pointed out the current rules on cannabis use are set up with medical users in mind. The law doesn't support other uses beyond medical use. There are rules which prevent cannabis smoking in public and sales are restricted to individuals over the age of 20, he said. The relisting cannabis as a narcotic is ridiculous and we won't do it because we have come so far. We haven't seen any negative impact that is beyond our control. He expressed his confidence that the Parliament won't reject the ministry's cannabis bill again once the lawmakers' concerns are addressed. On an unrelated note, Public Health Minister uh, Saitha Pichacha, who accompanied Mr. Anatan, said he has no problem working with the Bumjai Thai leader. The Democratic politician said that the party is yet to explain the reasons for its objections to the Cannabis Bill. So yes, I think the bill was withdrawn from uh, going through Parliament last week because a number of government um, parties actually objected to many parts of it. And actually what seemed to have happened as during the first and second reading, There were a number of parts of this bill that were changed by the uh, Bum Jai Thai, by Anathan Sharva cool himself. And and, uh, they were completely amazed by this, that all these state changes happened and they thought they were just going to sail it through Parliament and into law. So no, that's not what happened. It then got voted down. It's been withdrawn from Parliament at the moment until they can go through uh, these additions that were added to it. Now... The minister goes on about the safeguards and it's not for recreational use. But there is no law that says you can't smoke it recreationally. And that, I think, is the biggest issue that many, many people have with it. There's nothing saying that it's illegal to smoke marijuana. They say it's illegal that if you smell it, you can be fine for having that bad smell if you complain about the smell and stuff like that. There's just no law saying that, you know, recreational use is illegal. And I think that's what a lot of these doctors are trying to say. Yes, it's fine for medicinal use you know, maybe be prescribed to, you know, a doctor's clinic or a hospital or something like that. But they're saying that there is no law stopping people from using it recreationally. And this seems to be the biggest uh, acts that people have with this bill at the moment. As we said, it's all been rushed through Parliament so quickly. There was no thought put into the law whatsoever. It was just let's decriminalize it and Let's hope somewhere along the way we'll, uh, you know, have to make up some rules along it, uh, you know, to go with it. But that never happened. And basically this is why there are so many problems with this bill. There was nothing thought out. There was no laws enacted in relation to it. It was just, let's decriminalize it and, you know, let's hope nobody says anything. And that's really where we are with it. Now, will this sail through parliament? It's hard to know. The opposition parties are all against it. So, you know, with the upcoming election coming, this is this the kind of thing that could get overturned if, for example, Putai get into government? We will see. But I don't think this is going to be lasting all too long here in Thailand, certainly in the form that it is. And moving along, tourism near to pre-COVID level. Tourism is bouncing back close to pre-COVID-19 levels, with at least 10 million international tourist arrival targeted this year, said the government spokesman Anuka Borachasari. 5 million foreign tourists have arrived in Thailand since the beginning of the year. So far this month, 1 million foreign tourists came to the kingdom, reinforcing the robust recovery of tourism, one of the country's top foreign exchange earners. Mr. Anuka said the government has set the target of welcoming at least 10 million foreigner tourist arrivals this year. Experts agreed that the target was attainable as the high tourism season beginning next month marks the onset of the last quarter filled with year-end festivals which heightens the country's appeal to visitors. Government is working with state and private sectors to ratchet up promotions, campaigns to attract more high-spending tourists, back to that figure name again, high-spending tourists. To date, the tourism revenue is expected to top 1.73 trillion baht next year, of which 970 billion will be generated by international tourists and the rest by domestic travellers. But... If the industry recovery exceeds the forecast, tourism revenue is estimated to reach 2.3 billion baht next year, according to the spokesman. In the last quarter of the year, the number of foreign tourists is estimated at 1.5 million per month, and the Tourism Authority of Thailand is teaming up with partner airlines to launch sales and marketing programs during the high season. Mr. Anuka added that the tourism rebound has gained momentum since health restrictions were dropped from the entry rules earlier this year. In Phuket a strong tourism recovery is also evident. The province, one of the best known tourist destinations in the country, has seen up to 84% of its domestic passenger traffic at its airports restored to pre-COVID levels. Also about 40% of its international arrivals have returned, most came from the Middle East and India. Visitors from China, who traditionally made up the biggest inbound tourist segment, are expected to make a comeback in January next year, while the number of chartered flights from Russia is likely to rise from next month according to Pishit Panapong, Phuket Deputy Governor. The province will be hosting a series of cultural and festive events starting with the annual vegetarian festival from September 26th to October 4th. It will be the first time in the two years of the pandemic that the festival will be held in its full format. The event will be conducted in a health safety setting. The province is also setting the stage for many sporting events and international meetings and conventions. The deputy governor said the hotel occupancy rate is forecast to average 80% for the rest of the year. So what I like about this article, and this article has actually come out of the Bangkok Post, is the headline, Tourism Near to Pre-COVID Levels. So, the pre-COVID level was approximately 40 million, and they're currently estimating 10 million. So the they're currently at 25% of pre-COVID level. Now, I don't know how in any shape or form that could be near to the pre-COVID level. It's not even close. And kind of all these figures of throwing up money, 10 million com, they'll spend 200 billion. And if 20 million com, they'll spend this amount, It's all nonsense because they really don't know how much people are spending. Yes, there's certain ways to know how many people are coming to the country. There's certainly a way to know how many people are staying in hotels and guesstimating the kind of average rate that they're paying. But then even that's hard when you have people coming that are, you know, Uh, flying here and coming with travel agents from abroad and all that kind of stuff and also have to remember that many businesses here in Thailand kind of fly under the ink, the VAT net they don't really pay a lot of tax and you know it's really difficult to guesstimate how much tourists are paying when they come or spending when they come to this country so these kind of figures very nonsensical very inaccurate I think they're done to kind of boost the government's ego and make them kind of feel like oh we're doing such an amazing job look at all this money that's going to be coming in but really are people feeling the money in their hands and that has to be the question that is asked even the numbers coming into phuket airport i just don't believe it i've been to phuket airport now many many times and it is always very very quiet So I am curious about, is this just kind of talking things up? Kind of like trying to give people a bit of a a boost before the high season comes. You know, it's all looking great. I'm not sure. I do know that, for instance, the markets from Europe, but your traditional markets that will come Germany, Nordic countries and stuff like that, that is definitely down. The German market is very, very down coming this high season. And that's mainly due that, you know, people are worried about the price of, you know, their electricity, their gas and whatnot in their countries. And kind of they're sitting back and waiting to see what's going to happen before they make plans. And I think that's playing on many people's minds at the moment. So I'm not sure the Thai government are really, you know, in tune with what's going on around the world. Again, Thailand is a long distance uh, destination for many people. And, you know, As we've seen as well, the price of flights have all increased a lot and quite a lot over the last couple of months. The cost of living in Thailand certainly has increased and we're going to be bringing you more about that in the coming weeks. But yeah, at the end of the day, 10 million for this year, probably attainable. But to say that it's near to the pre-COVID level, I think is just being ridiculous about the situation and not being accurate and not being fair to people because people read these articles and, and they think, oh, it's nearly back to normal. It's not nearly back to normal. It's on its way to it, but there are probably many bumps along the road that you know to this uh pre-covid level which will be very hard to attain anyway but as always guys i'd love to know what you think about this do you think that thailand will regain its pre-covid level of 40 million visitors in a year love to know your comments down below in that comment section and next up a story which uh strikes a chord with myself because i you know been to this area many many times is Khao Lak Killer Road claims another life. Members of the local community in Khao Lak about an hour's drive north of Phuket are calling for measures to be introduced to reduce motor speed along the main highway through the tourist popular town after a second foreigner was killed trying to cross the recently expanded road last night. A 40-year-old Swedish man was killed when he was struck by a Honda sedan while trying to cross the highway, officially marked as a section of the Pecha road just after 9.30pm. The deadly accident happened just before traffic lights at Bang Yang, where the traffic lights were set on flashing yellow for the night. Last month a French tourist was killed while trying to cross the road 500 metres before the traffic lights at Kaolac. The Frenchman was crossing the road on a painted zebra crossing. The deadly accidents happened just several kilometres apart on the highway, which in recent years was expanded to two lanes each way, with a divider separating traffic flow. The expanded and repaved road stretches in total for more than 24 kilometres from Kowalak all the way to Bang Bang Moang, south of Takopah. Since the road was widened, drivers have maintained increased highway speed while driving through the small coastal townships, not slowing down for built up areas where people cross the road and where U-turns are made available. A member of a local rescue foundation which responded to both accidents told uh, the Phuket News recently that even after the deadly accident last month, no action has been taken to encourage drivers to reduce speed. Speaking of the zebra crossing where the Frenchman was struck, the Rescue Foundation member said, There are white lines on the road, but no signs informing drivers that a zebra crossing is ahead. The zebra crossing is also located just after the crest in the road, making it impossible for drivers travelling northbound to see that the zebra crossing is even there. Something needs to be done to get drivers to slow down while driving through here, he said. Speed cameras need to be installed or more police control points. Science telling drivers to slow down, do not work, he added. The man driving the car that struck the and killed the Frenchman last month was reportedly charged with reckless driving causing death, which incurs a penalty of up to 10 years in jail or a fine of up to 20,000 baht or boat. Yet there has been no speed limit signs posted since the highway was widened, the Rescue Foundation member said. Although the road is technically a highway, the speed limit through Kaolak and Bangyang is 70 kilometers per hour by law, as it is within a municipal area. Most vehicles drive faster than the allowed 70 kilometers per hour through here, the Rescue member said. So yes, this road has become a huge problem. And actually they talk about becoming two lanes. In Cowlack, it's become a six lane highway, three lanes either side with a divider down the center. The traffic lights in the centre of Cowlack actually offer no uh, pedestrian crossing for people, so basically you have to kind of cross and hope that it's green on the other side, because they don't actually have a little green man to come up and tell you that it's safe to cross. Furthermore, the zebra crossings that they're talking about, uh, which are close to the Seven Eleven in Cowlack Centre, I mean, you wouldn't see them night time although they are painted white and black and it's just you know you wouldn't see them if you're driving it's quite dark there is no flashing lights to tell you you're coming up to a zebra crossing a uh, half the time there's cars actually parked on the zebra crossing there so people you know you many times you won't even know the zebra crossings there and it's just the usual nobody thinking about you know local residents and tourists when they're building all these big highways and spending fortunes of money and this is yet again the problem. Now, the Rescue Foundation guy says there's no uh, speed warnings telling you the speed. Actually, that is not true. Now, today I noticed when I was driving through that there actually is speed uh, restrictions in place. And there are signs there. One was for 50 kilometers per hour and another for 40. Now the only reason that you can't see them most of the time is because they're about a meter and a half high and if it happens to be a minibus parked because they're on the sidewalk so if there's a minibus parked on the sidewalk you won't even know they're there because you'll never see them. So they're not even in the center of the divider where you'd expect at least to see some form of speed signs there. No they're on the footpath where buses could be parked and you won't see them if they're there. But it is amazing to think that these big roads were built to very small let's call call it seaside towns without any kind of thought for the people that would be there and how they get across the road safely and of course the more the bigger the road you you make the faster the people are going to drive because they just think oh look I can open up here on the road and just go and yeah again nothing was thought about when they built this road and it's really really unfortunate and I fear at the rate things are going because I don't know if they're going to change anything There's going to be more and more deaths. The high season is coming. Cowlack, of course, will get busier and busier. And does that mean we're going to have more and more accidents? How many people dead does it take for the local government to take action? I guess only time will tell. Moving along, Joint Operation Nets 26 Illegal Cars. The Department of Special Investigation, the DSI, has seized 26 supercars illegally imported from England as part of Operation Titanium, a years-long investigation aiming to track down the vehicles and those involved in the crimes, said Justice Minister Somsak Tepsutin. On Monday, Mr. Somsak, together with the DSI Director-General and his deputy, told members of the press that about a total of 26 out of 35 supercars had been seized by Thai police in the past few years. In 2016, the National Vehicle Crime Intelligence Services joined forces with London's Metropolitan Police to conduct the operation after discovering criminals in England had been involved in the importation, he said. Mr Somsek said a gang in England looked over the sale or rent contracts before its network issued bills of lading and invoices to ship the cars from Heathrow Airport to Singapore. All 35 cars were shipped to Thailand by sea, Mr Somsak said. The DSI was then contacted by the United Kingdom National Crime Agency to look into the matter as Thailand and the UK have signed the Treaty of Mutual Legal Assistance in Criminal Matters, he said. Mr Somsak said seven of the 35 stolen vehicles were seized by the DSI in 2017. Officers had raided locations in Bangkok and found seven cars with vehicle identification numbers matching the vehicle registration numbers of the stolen cars, he noted. They were found at two showrooms owned by STT Auto Car, he added. Later, the DSI was informed by the customs department that another six stolen cars were to be kept in the Bangkok Free Trade Zone, he said, adding that they were all then seized by the police. In June 2018, the DSI Director General began looking at the crime as a special case, Mr. Somsak said. Later that year, the UK government agency provided the DSI with documents and evidence related to the case, he noted. Mr. Somsak said that even though the unlawful act was committed outside Thailand, the crime still violated the Thai Criminal Code. The Attorney General signed the DSI to investigate the case in February this year, he added. Owners and buyers of 26 of the supercars were notified of the thefts and decided to return the vehicles to the DSI, he said. However, nine of the car owners have yet to return the rest of the vehicles, he said, warning that those who refuse may face charges. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Foreigners vote in support of Patong 4am closing. Two thirds of people responding to an online poll by the Phuket News agree that the closing time of nightlife venues in Patong should be extended to 4 a.m. Patong police ordered to arrest Bangla drug dealer, a man arrested for intimidating foreign tourists with a gun loaded with blanks on Bangla Road in Patong earlier this week, has been arrested again. This time for selling marijuana and the opioid painkiller Tramadol. And finally, tourist injured in ATV accident. A woman tourist from Saudi Arabia was injured when the ATV she was in struck a power pole in a small street in Shillong yesterday. But ultimately with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes this is a new show but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.